Welcome back to the Waterboys podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Josh. How are you today? Good and you, bud. We're back in the house of Chew. Back in the house of Chew. You're sitting on my new chair that I gave, or I built, sorry. Feels nice and comfy, yo. You like it? Nice and solid. (laughs) What you got to say like that? (laughs) I don't know, because I'm just trying to let everyone know how it feels. I'm we're doing it at our, my house because my back hurts from trying to carry this guy all the time. Anyways, more like from you not stretching before the game. Yeah, yeah, I don't warm up properly. Did you not stretch that day? No, I did. I foam rolled that day. So funny story, I went to basketball on Wednesday. And I was late. It was like 8:30 and I just got there and I was like trying to warm up quickly shooting around, like walking, doing dynamic stretches, walking, stretching my hips and all that. So one play, I lunged forward while I was in a defensive position and I felt my back give out. So after that, I didn't play any more games after. Or I played one more and I was like, I can't feel my right side. And I couldn't sit down. It was so painful to sit down. And like trying to move was... Oh, man, it was painful. Getting in the car was a struggle. Getting out of the car was a struggle. Next day, next day, which was Thursday, I couldn't go to work because I was, like, so stuck to the bed. Okay, guys, so, like, to give you a visual, um, Nick usually sits on a stool when we're at his uh, house. Yeah. Uh, Today, he's laying on the bed, and he's barely moving on the bed. Yes. Just laying on his side. Uh, Are are you laying on the butt cheek that hurts, or are you laying on the butt cheek that doesn't hurt? I'm laying on the butt cheek that doesn't hurt, but it's cushioned right now. Oh, interesting. So, moral of the story is kids, not kids, people, stretch before you play basketball. Especially when you get to our age. Especially when you get to 20, <laughs> 26. I mean, before the 25s, I'm pretty sure you can do whatever without having to stretch. And now... After the 25s, you got to stretch. You got to stretch. You got to stretch. I mean, Josh is older than me, but he still knows. Yeah, you got to stretch for sure. Otherwise, you'll feel it later on. Moving on, we're going to be talking about a few topics, right? We're going to be talking about the trades. Yep. Deadline trades. Yeah, definitely. Deadline trades. Uh, I also thought we should do a little bit of... Uh, what do you call it? The All-Star game that's coming up? All-Star game coming up? Okay. What else? Uh, I'm not sure what else. I mean, we promised last time, people, that we would talk about Zion. We didn't really get into that. I don't know if you want to do that as our... I still want to dive into Zion. I, st- I want to dive into Houston a little bit. I want to dive into their theory of what they're trying to do right now. Well, we'll do that in the trades because... I, I You want to include in trades? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, talk about them in the trades. Uh, the trade thing should be... A, pretty long segment so first things first winners and losers of the nba trade deadline who do you think won the trades well uh for sure miami you think miami yeah miami because look if you look at if you think about it they got rid of they got rid of waiters uh they got rid of winslow those two guys well i mean as you know I mean, we've talked about this previously. Waiters has had uh, a hell of a time in Miami this season. Uh, he hasn't Gummy played bears. much. Gotten, I think he's probably gotten suspended more games than he's actually played. And then you have Winslow, who's uh, had a bad... Uh, he's had the same injury as me. He's had a bad back this whole yeah, season. Yeah, so they got rid of two guys that they, they always get injured. They got back Iguodala, even though... 
I don't know what to expect from Nagy. I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, uh, he hasn't played in a while. Like, it's gonna he still keeps more. in shape though. Yeah, I know, but like, it, it's still different from doing the practicing from the actual thing. Um, but I actually do like that they added Jay Crowder. Um, he's a good defensive player. His shooting might not be that great. I mean, that's fine. Though. Yeah. They got other guys to shoot, but like in terms of the defensive playing style that Miami likes to have, like they got a good bunch of good defensive players, right? Um, I like how he fits in that. And even Solomon Hill, like uh, the few times I watched the Grizzlies, he had, uh, I mean, he was contributing to them quite a bit. So uh, I, I like the trade more for Miami than for um, Memphis. And not only that, they uh, Miami basically clears out uh, cap space. Actually, I think it's a win-win for both of them in this situation. Because Winslow, he's a reclamation project at this point, but Memphis has so much leeway in their talent that they can afford this. But they send off pretty much the important piece of the puzzle. Jay Crowder, right? Yes. He's a big factor. And they finally get rid of Iguodala and his $17 million contract. But they bring back James Johnson, Justice Winslow, and Dion Waiters. So three capable players. But they all have to dial in. Basically. So, um, well, they were saying that they were going to buy out... Uh, they were going to buy out... Who was it? Uh, Waiters. Um, actually, Waiters... I saw him a couple games after the they started allowing him to play because of injury in Miami. And he didn't play too bad. He played pretty well. Um I would feel like they should probably give him a chance. Maybe you don't know what you, you what you might get with him, right? Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like Miami Miami totally got this, uh, especially because they also cleared up cap space. And as uh, Pat Riley said, like we're clearing cap space for whenever Giannis is uh, a free agent, which is in twenty one or twenty two. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so twenty one. Um. And then he also was talking about how they weren't going to be wasting um, Jimmy Butler's uh, prime, prime, yeah, and that they're going to go for it. So, yeah, I, I like the deal better from Miami's side. Um, Memphis, I, I mean, I just feel like if they do buy out Waiters, and then what if Justice Winslow doesn't work out? Like you basically got well, nothing back for Iggy. That. That's it's just I feel like it's more of a risk on their side. That's true, but I still feel like they have so much leeway in their talent they can get away with this. Yeah, that's true. Uh who's your who's another one that you thought won in this trade? Clippers. Oh, with uh what's his face? I thought Clippers won that trade with New York. What did they really get um so they got rid of Mo Harkless, I believe, in a first round pick. Which is not bad. I mean, I, I didn't even know the Clippers still had a first-round pick to get. I, out. I didn't even know <laughs> that's that surprising. Yeah, I was like, "Where did they get this pick?" But <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, <laughs> and the Knicks and the Knicks wanted that, right? So they got it. But I think Morris with that Clippers team is another added. You know, it's another scoring threat. I still Coming have off the bench. Actually, that's not bad. That's not bad. Still, I don't like the Clippers style of play at the moment. I but, mean, they just got their asses handed to them by the Timberwolves, too. Yeah, that was I was watching a little bit of that game. Carl Anthony Towns, um, 
That guy from Denver, Malik Beasley. Beasley was on fire. Yeah, he was. He was shooting so well. He was shooting really well. And actually, even Hernan Gomez, the the other one. Oh, yeah, from from Denver. Yeah, he's good too. He should. It's like. They, like, they, this is how like we always talk about how deep Denver is. And that's I mean, how look, deep they these are. These two guys were like, I mean, I guess Beasley they got rid of because of uh, he's going to be a restricted free agent. I guess they couldn't come up with a contract for him. Yeah, and then our Hernan Gomez was just definitely not a part of their rotation this year. But I mean, I, I think big. yeah, those two players are talented, but they couldn't get any minutes on that Denver team at all. Yeah, that's true. Um. But yeah, I agree with you. Marcus Morris, that's actually a good pickup for them. And I know the Lakers are trying to get him too. But they might pick up Mo Harkless though because Harkless wants to get bought out. Oh, yes, right, correct. Cuz we're going to we're probably Lakers are in the market for a point guard and a wing right now. Right, right. And then uh the Clippers also got uh Isaiah Thomas. He's getting waived. He's going to get waived. Um yeah, I can see why you think that the Clippers definitely have a deep bench now? If you really think about it, my problem is though. My problem will always be with this team. They're a bunch of people that just hog the ball and shoot in their play style, right? They they yeah. run the motion. I get it. They run the motion off the sides. Yes, it's screen for the person. Yes, but I'm saying like, if you have competent wing defenders against that, that's going to get blown up easily. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, like I said, they they only play when they really want to. And when they want to, they can be one hell of a team. Um, but they get their asses whooped time to time. Right? I know. You can I tell. Like, they've lost more games than the Lakers in, like, beatable games, if you get what I'm saying. Like, the beatable games they've played. True. They've gotten whooped. And they had Leonard and George playing those games. But you also know that they're, what, two games back of the Lakers now? I think it's three games back? Three, three and a half. Three and a half. So, I mean, even though they're, like, playing really bad, they're still right there. Yeah, I still think they're my favorites for sure. I still think it'll be Clippers and Bucks, even though I'm a Lakers fan. Yes, I I agree. I still think it's going to be like that, but I, I just have concerns about their offense. But... Their bench is solidified now. That's true. Very true. Uh, do you have anyone else that you think uh, won the trade deadline? Ooh, trade deadline. I think Cleveland won. Okay. Could you walk me through that? Like, I'm trying to think what is Cleveland trying to do with this? Um, so, basically, they pick up Drummond, right? They I give mean, up Henson. And Brandon Knight and second round pick for <laughs> Knight goes. Knight goes back to Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, um, I hope I, DeAndre's not there. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but yeah, so they pick up Andre Drummond. Um, tell me what what are they thinking, Nick? Because uh, I'm trying to think of like all the possibilities of this lineup. Like, are they going to be playing Kevin Love, Drummond, and then they got Sexland in the back? Um, but what is what is Cleveland's plan, or what do you think is Cleveland's plan? I think, in my point of view, with Cleveland. You can disagree if you want, but I'll state my point. I think if you have a chance at a good talent and you don't have to give up too much, why not go for it, right? I mean, Detroit, they went for Blake, but they gave up a lot. But with Cleveland, they only gave up, what, a washed-up Brandon Knight, a fizzling John Henson, and a second-round pick? 
for someone who's about to enter his prime. I know he's RFA going forward. But still, it's a nice, still a good pickup. Okay. Um, it's a nice pickup, but it's not something that's going to put them over the top, in my opinion. Um, so this is where my my issue with Cleveland would be is, okay, so you pick up Drummond. Where would be the next pieces that you're picking up, right? Exactly. Um I would think they would need some wing players in there because uh, right now I can't really think of anything. Like I think of the starting lineup. I mean, obviously you got Kevin Love, Drummond, Sexland in the back. I mean, who, who who's our three right now? Um, That Turkish guy. I forgot his name. Oh, it's Shetty Osman. Shetty, yeah. Um, but like other than that, I can't really think of anything else. I know they picked up uh, that guy from Utah. What's his face? The Australian Oh, um, Dante Exum. Dante Exum earlier in the year. Uh, try to see if they, they can reclaim the, that project, right? Uh, but I just don't see the point in this. I, I, I totally agree with you, though. That they gave up next to nothing just to get him. At the same time, you're going to have to pay him. I mean, unless they're thinking they're not going to re-sign uh, Thompson for next season. And even then, I thought they should have probably gotten got. Uh, they should have traded Thompson because I'm pretty sure they would have gotten something for him. He's a useful defensive player. He can still play in the big time games. Uh, I'm surprised a team like the Clippers didn't take a chance on him because they need they need help at at, at the at, at, like at the center position because there's times when you can't play um, Zubac right. There's times where he can't play. He has to come off the bench. And then Montrez Harrell, he could still get owned by like a bigger player, right? Uh, that's why I would. My thinking was, oh, they're probably going to go for for Tom. They're probably going to go for Thompson. Uh, but I guess nobody. I don't know if he was requested by any teams. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember hearing anything. But um, yeah, this is just a little bit puzzling. And if I were them, I mean, I would I would have traded Thompson. But if I've been hearing rumblings that they said he could be a uh, a player they might re-sign next year. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the Cavs, what the Cavs are planning to. Uh, but at this point, to be honest with you, I just don't see it. I thought he would have sh- or should have went home to Toronto. To be honest, I think Serge and them are getting a little older. I think it's a prime time for him to go back to Toronto, and they have a good team t- still, right? I just don't know how much money he would be demanding. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it, right? He's gonna he's gonna be demanding a big time pay. I I still think he could get one one more big paycheck, right? He's still a really good player. We want to get into the losers. Let's get into the losers. Okay. In my opinion, uh, losers are the Timberwolves. Really, Timberwolves are losers. Just hear me out a little bit here. Uh, in my opinion, the Timberwolves gave up a lot. I mean, they basically had a full rebuild in their roster, right? Yeah. Um, so they ended up trading Wiggins away. I know they did this to keep um, Towns happy. I get that. I totally get that. You want to keep your best player. I get that. That's fine. Uh, my problem was that they basically turned around their roster most likely what's going to happen is I still feel they're going to be a bad team next year. 
So regardless, next year, they're going to basically have a high draft pick, but that's basically going to go to Golden State. Um, D'Lo is not the type of player to improve anyone around him. Like, he's just not. Like, he's he's just a scorer, if you ask me, right? Um, I guess Golden State saw that, that he wasn't going to improve next to uh, Steph Curry. So I, I get that they moved him, but the Timberwolves acquiring him just to keep Towns happy. I, I get that. But then they also turned around their their whole team. And with that turnaround, I just don't see them improving at all. I still feel like they're going to be a bad team two years from now. And with that, I mean, what are the chances that they still keep Towns? Like, what makes you think he's not going to want to get out eventually if they keep losing? That's true. I thought they picked up a lot of good pieces, like Malik Beasley, of course, Herman Gomez, And they got D'Lo, right? Yes. But I just think with everything that's going on in mini right now, I don't know if it's a stable enough situation to keep, like, win. And to be honest, I think Cat will still leave and D'Lo will be stuck there too. So I don't know. I don't know the deal moving forward. How are they going to work? How they're gonna defend? Because both of them are not good defenders. No, no, and like the numbers show it. Like, even when Cat is on the court, they're 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 worse team defensively than they were with just having Wiggins on the court. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's a you can see a little bit of it there, and I guess I see why Golden State would want him. The only thing with Golden State is that I feel like he's gonna be an overpriced role player. If you know what I mean, he is an overpriced right. role player right he's now. He's going to be an overpriced role player with them, but at least they get a high draft pick for when was it twenty twenty one? And the reason that Minnesota didn't give him the twenty twenty pick is that the twenty twenty draft is pretty weak. But they're saying that twenty twenty one should be one of the stronger drafts they've had in a bit. So I guess Golden State ended up taking the better uh better of, deal uh, of that deal yeah i i don't know i think moving forward golden state they make good moves all the time yeah they're still smart team yo still smart i think they get to reload with curry clay wiggins and draymond going next year i just don't know how he fits in that team me neither. That's the thing. I, they're going to need him to be like a spot-up shooter. If anything, I would think that they would want him to improve defensively, be another defensive stopper on that He's team. not a good defender. I know. He's he not. has all the tools, but he's not a good defender. I know. Maybe that changes. You know, If anyone can change it, it's Golden State. They, or San Antonio. Right? They got, they, got the P, they, they got the players. They got the culture around them. I'm pretty sure they could uh, whip up something. I I say the losers for trade deadline was probably Lakers. <laughs> we, yeah. I always harp on my Lakers all the time. Uh, I'm a realist. We didn't make any moves. We dangle Kuzma publicly. I don't know what that's going to do for his confidence. And we kind of disrupt our team chemistry doing that. I mean, Kuzma... I don't know. Kuzma's overhyped, to be honest with you. I know, but we, we shouldn't publicly we, dangle people we like that. We wanted him to be our defensive stopper slash third third star. 
none of those things are happening. Uh, I know he's had a few good games. I mean, do you even remember the guy I got into an argument with on Instagram? He kept on saying that Bogdanovich was not enough to get uh, to get, um, or Bogdanovich wasn't enough for Kuzma. And I'm just like, no, like I would be so happy having Bogdanovich over Kuzma. I think Bogdanovich would be the perfect third piece like, for us. Holy, him shooting those three pointers, woo! I mean, he can defend a little too. I mean, he's, he's not, no slouch defensively. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's like the best defensive player ever. But he's not gonna but, hurt us. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was so super happy when they were talking about Bogdanovich, but some Lakers are overhyping Kuzma. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a terrible player. But we have to attach a draft pick to that then. Yeah. I Most know. likely it's a first and Kuzma. I know. And we don't have a draft pick, but I, I don't know what the negotiations was with that. But uh, by the looks of it, Sacramento actually wanted the guy. So maybe you didn't even have to attach a, a, a draft pick to it. You know what I mean? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe the Lakers are asking for too much. They're asking for a haul, right? Right. I think they're losers of the trade deadline. I think Washington's a loser. Okay. I mean, don't beat them up. They they're they're I they're, know, they're just I know. Washington. They're Washington. Um, if you ask me, another team that ended up losing in this was Houston. Cause Houston, from what the reports were saying, is that they wanted a, was it a wing and a center? A wing and a center, right? Uh, they ended up trading. <laughs> they ended up trading Capella, and they ended up just with Rocco, which is not bad. Robert Covington is is a good player. Uh, he can he can definitely shoot the crap out of the ball. Yeah, but uh, they are just basically playing small the rest of the way with PJ Tucker at being the five, their center. Um, I don't know how long this can last. I mean, you saw you saw the yin and yang out of it, right? You saw the win against the Lakers on what was it, the Thursday? No, hold and, on, hold on, hold on. Let me be honest about that win against the Lakers. You know how many threes they had to hit to beat us? I know, but you can't you can't hit that all the time. And you know how many fouls they all of them picked up? Yeah, all, most of their true. players were at four fouls. That's true. If the Lakers weren't as sloppy and they blitz the three-point shooters, we would have won. That's true. And they only won by 10. And then you got the Yang of it. Which they got smothered by. Smothered by Phoenix. I think they lost by 36. Yeah, something like that. I, um, Tsunami Poppy was on fire. Kelly Oubre Jr., in case you don't know who I that is. I was like, is. don't tell me that's Kelly Oubre Jr. <laughs> that's his name, apparently. Oh, my God. Tsunami Poppy. I, I, I like that name. I was like the the announcer. I, the whole time, he was he was just like, Tsunami Poppy, Tsunami Poppy. I'm like, bro, like, what is this? I, I, I couldn't get that out of my head after. Tsunami, um, tsunami Poppy. Um, but, yeah, they, I mean, Phoenix was shooting well. They were, I feel like they were also attacking, um, they were also attacking the, the key more knowing that there's nobody that can block the shots. And then on top of that, um, what's his what's his center's name? Sorry, I keep forgetting uh, for Phoenix. Um, DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, Ayton was like, Ayton could have had so much more if he did like the correct posts, like posting players deep into the key, except he was like near the foul line and trying to post up. I'm like, you're not going to get any points doing that. Like it's just, it's just pointless trying to back them down from all the way there. It's hard. It's hard backing down PJ Tucker back all the way to the hoop, right? So uh, he, I, I, I feel like if they were to meet a more experienced center, a guy who knows what he's doing, 
they're definitely going to get destroyed in that. Like a Steven Adams? Yeah. Like, I feel like they're totally going to get destroyed. Gobert? Yep. And, like, there's a bunch of them in the West, too. So, I definitely, as much as they got the guy they wanted, I mean, they've wanted Covington for a while now, right? Um, They just lost too much out of that. I think they gave, I think they're going all in for small ball. I mean, it worked one game, but you see the, you see the extreme opposite the next game, right? Yeah. And you're, you're, you're going to see a lot of that in the playoffs. I feel that's how they're going to get attacked. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get, everyone's going to go down low against you. Then if you try to double, they have three pointer, three point shooters too, right? Yes. Or people cutting, right? Yes. And it's hard to keep. I always say this is hard to rotate a defense as a whole because you got to talk, right? Yeah. But if you're not communicating, that big's probably going to spin on you and dunk it. You're probably going to foul him in the process or he's going to do a hook shot. I mean, you just, you're giving up a big disadvantage, making yourselves work even that much harder just for an advantage on the offense that you have to have a shooting chance for it. Exactly, and especially in the playoffs, Nick, like it, like these series end up turning into half court, and then they end up turning pretty defensive, and uh, that's something they're definitely not going to win on the defensive end. They just won't be able to do that at all. I mean, that first game, I can see why, but Westbrook had to go off for them to win. Even if he scored thirty, they would still lose. Yeah, I know, and that's the only way they're going to be able to do it, right? Yeah. They're going to need. They're they're basically going to need Harden and and Westbrook just just to be firing on, on all cylinders just to win, and I, like I saw a bunch of people like oh this this is how they're going to win the finals. And I saw a bunch of hot takes on like this is how Houston's going to win the finals. I think uh, Kellerman had was talking about it. Oh, Kellerman's is fraud, and I'm like no man, like don't kid yourself. That's not going to happen. He's a fraud. Uh, anyways, is that it? Is that it for winners and losers for? Today? I think that's it for winners and losers. On to the All-Stars. Nikki Chu, what do you think about the All-Star teams that were picked last Thursday, I think? Cool. One team is stacked, and the other one is pretty international. Uh, <laughs> I like how uh, how you phrase it. Um, okay, so give me your... Give it, Wait, first me, of all, let's name the teams, I guess. Let's name it you teams. have the list. I'm going to list it from memory. So we got LeBron. Okay, yes. We got Kawhi, right? Anthony Davis. I'm going to say James Harden. Luka Doncic. Then we got Westbrook. Simmons. This is where my memory is going to go fuzzy. Don't quote me yet. Trey Young. No. Damn. Kemba. Stop naming Team Yanis. Here, I'll give you the list of the reserves. So we had Lillard, Simmons, Jokic, Tatum, Paul, Westbrook, and Sabonis. Oh, he went big. He, yeah, he definitely went big. He went really big. So I'm guessing Yanis has Pascal, Kyle, Butler, Bam. So, okay, so the starting lineup for the Giannis team is uh, obviously Giannis. You got Embiid, Pascal, of course, Walker, and Trey Young. The reserves are Middleton, Bam, Gobert, Butler, 
Lowry, Ingram, and Mitchell. Oh, he went international. Big time, big time, big time, Nick. Um, it should be a fun game. I I would hope so. Uh, I, I You know what, Nick? As a kid, these All-Star games meant a lot to me as I was growing up. Oh, God. But yeah. then there were points. There's a point now where I'm just like looking at these games. And I'm like, yeah. Sentimental Josh coming out. I'm like, no, it's just not what it used to be. Is it just me or is it just because I was a kid back then and it just it was, it was fun looking at all the firepower they had? 50-50, I would say. Right. Um, I think if they did it MLB style where the winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage in the finals. You know what? And I'm a baseball fan. Like I don't I, I, I honestly don't mind that. I, I remember for the three championships, the Giants ended up winning. That's when they were doing the All-Star thing. Um, I think it was, I think they had home field advantage for one of them. The American league kept kicking our asses. So, um, they ended up winning all three, so it doesn't really matter, but I feel like in basketball it does. And just taking, just taking it away from the higher seed would kind of hurt. But I'm also of the thinking of if you really are the better team, then you're going to be kicking whoever's ass anywhere, anytime. Any place. Any place. It doesn't matter. So maybe maybe you are right. Maybe they should have that. I mean, it makes it competitive, gives you incentive for the teams. But however, I don't like the drafting of the teams, to be honest. I think if we kept it strictly West versus East, then we did the whoever wins gets the home field advantage. I think that would be better. Yeah. Gives them more incentive to play, right? But you know the NBA players, they play like how many games a season? 82 games is a grueling regular season. You don't want to turn it up for an all-star game. Exactly. That's the thing. And there's right. only certain players that would want to turn it up for an all-star like game. Right? Russell would be one of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like the Its significance has taken uh, like a step back. Um, I remember hearing, I can't remember from who, I was watching the sports show and they were saying how the All-Star game used to be a platform for players to advertise themselves. Whereas now in the age of social media, videos, Instagram, you they name can it. can advertise themselves easily. Yeah. So now they don't really care about this. They don't have to do much into the All-Star game in order to show off and stuff like that, right? So like you can see why the players of sort of like not really cared about it right and even the even the uh skill all the skill challenges they have right so dunk contest a three-point and all that like that that saturday is just turned pretty boring if you ask me uh the dunk contests haven't been that great as of late right um maybe this year it'll change i don't know uh but but yeah it's like they got to restructure it and find a way to make it better uh, I, in my opinion, I was thinking maybe have like four captains, top four guys voted and then sort of do it like the NBA or NHL all-star game where they have, uh, divisions. But instead of divisions, I guess the four captains will just pick their players and then have, instead of having a, what is it? 48 minute game, just have, just make each team play two, two quarters of like 12 minutes, have, uh, have 
a set semifinal, then a final, whoever wins, I guess gets the jackpot. And I don't know what they do with that money. I guess they give it to the players. I don't know if they give it to a charity like in the NHL, but uh, whoever wins it, I, I, in my opinion, I, I would say maybe give that money to charity. Uh, just have each player pick a charity from the city that's hosting it. Um, I don't know. It's just something I would like to see just to make the drafting a little bit harder rather than having it split between two players. You have a split between four. Maybe teams will be more interesting that way. I don't know. Well, they're doing, what is their proposed change right now? They're swiping the score after the third or second and third quarter. Well, it has something to do with them honoring Kobe, right? And then towards the end, I guess they got a, there's going to be no time limit. It's just the first one to 24. 24 points? Yeah, in that quarter. So um, so basically whoever's leading, they're going to add 24 to that score. And then basically that, that the, the team who's leading plus the 24, that equals the total amount that the team has to get to in order to win. So let's say, I don't know, it's 100 to 99. And let's say uh, it's the start of the fourth quarter. So whoever gets to 124 points wins. Oh, okay, okay. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. But uh, yeah, that's how they want to do it now. They're trying to honor Kobe and stuff. Uh, LeBron's going to be wearing number two for... uh, Kobe Bryant's daughter, and then Gigi, uh, Gigi, and then Giannis is going to be wearing twenty-four in honor of Kobe Bryant. I mean, All Star Game. I think it's been watered down significantly in the last few years. I don't know if it's really important to these people or to these guys anymore. Probably not. not I think anymore. the week break is more important to them than anything. Exactly. Um. So I guess Thursday would be the last set of NBA games. I think there's only two that day. Oh, then uh, I'm guessing it's the Valentine's Day weekend that we get the All-Star game. Yes. Uh, The Friday, there's the Team USA against uh, the Internationals. Yeah. Though we got the Celebrity All-Star game too. Okay. Um, And then they have Saturday when all the three-point contests, dunk contests, the skills challenge, all those other games. Things are going on, and then the Sunday we have Team Giannis against Team LeBron. Team Giannis, Team LeBron. Okay, there. What? Move on to Big Boy from New Orleans. Oh, the Big Boy Zion. All right, we're gonna start off with that. So Nick, uh, Zion got injured against the Bulls. Rolled his ankle. I don't know if you saw that. I just heard about it, actually. Yes, uh, I saw it. He couldn't keep going. So he ends up basically missing out in last night's game. From what you've seen, have you seen Zion play? Did you watch a little bit of the, all, all that ma- all that madness? Um, Last few games I've seen him play, he's a pretty consistent 20-point go-getter. For sure. But what impresses me the most is his tenacity on the boards. First and second jumps. They're quick. That first game, I remember the most against Yaka Portal. He got blocked by Portal. Then he grabs the rebound right out of Portal's hands, and he lays it up. So his first jump, he barely lands against Portal. He jumps again to get to the board, and he lays it up right there. 
I'm just looking at this kid. I'm thinking that's pretty special. Yes, it is. Um, I'm just hoping he can stay on, on on the court, right? That's what most. That's your biggest concern. That's my biggest concern. Uh, Everyone's saying how he should be losing weight and stuff. At this point, I don't even know if weight has anything to do with it. I think it's his body mechanics, how he runs, how he jumps. I think that's what's wrong with him. I mean, it, even if you watch him run, he runs like he's like he's injured. I don't know if it just looks a little bit off to you, but to me, when I see him run, it's just like I run like is, him. Is, is he okay? Like he's just it, it's not it's not like a it's not like he's gliding. It's not a natural, but, but more like. I guess he's. I, I guess he's trying to run how they're telling him to run, maybe. But it it, should, it just looks a little bit weird. Um, but I mean, here, let me give you a few stats. The guy is averaging nineteen point eight points per game. He's got seven point five rebounds. Uh, his field goal percentage is fifty seven percent, and <laughs> his three point percentage is forty four percent. Um, even unlimited. Oh yeah, on very limited. If anything, I'm pretty sure we saw all those threes taken in that first game against yes. San Antonio. Yes. Um, so we're not gonna see much of that. But also another thing if that you've noticed, or at least I noticed, uh his willingness to find the right pass. Like as soon as if you ever notice, as soon as he gets into the key, like two guys are about to get on him. He always finds that guy that's open. I I know in the first game against San Antonio, he he missed a couple passes, but I guess it's just rustiness. Maybe I'm not sure, but you can see that he's a willing passer once he's he notices that 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 double coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that a lot about him. Uh, he doesn't need the ball, which is also awesome. He can just. He basically has to get fed, and that partnership between him and Lonzo is looking pretty nice right now. Um, other than that, I can just say that I just hope he doesn't get injured because he's he seems, a good talent. He seems so entertaining. Like I would love to see that guy in person play because he just does jaw dropping dunks and stuff like that. Right? Like he can move. He can move, and for a guy that big, whew, uh. I mean, and he's a reason why New Orleans was reluctant to trade Drew Holiday. They really think they got something between him, Drew, and um, Ingram. Ingram. So it'll be interesting to see what this guy looks like in the future and if he can stay on the court. Uh, I know a couple of people that are like, oh, he's going to become uh, the new Greg Oden and stuff like that. But, I mean, we have to see. Time will tell. I think his sample size right now is really good. I like it. He's it's, consistent. Yeah, it's true. I, he's only dude, he's only played eight games, right? Um, I, this All Star break couldn't come at a better time, especially with his rolled ankle. Uh, he can heal up on that, right? I think he's playing though. He has. Or he's. He didn't play the last game. I, no, 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 he's playing in the World versus whatever game. Oh, is he? I don't know how New Orleans feels about that. I don't think they would include him. Or they probably request for him to play limited minutes. Probably. Well, he's still on limited minutes, right? Uh, now, Nick, if he were to... If, let's say, he ha- he doesn't miss a game the rest of the way. Oh, not this question again. Yeah, I just go, have, go on, I just go have on. to ask it. You know go what's on. coming up, right? You know what's go coming on. up. I know. Does Is there a flying chance this guy gets rookie of the year? 
I'm going to say no. Strictly based on the fact that Jaw is leading the Memphis Grizzlies into that eighth seed. Okay. Let me frame this question to you differently. He keeps it going. Okay. New Orleans somehow, someway, sneaks into that eighth spot, and the Grizzlies drop out. What would you say to that? Does Zion get a chance or no? No. I would I would still say it's because of Ingram, Drew Holiday, and the other players, right? Mostly Memphis is fueled by Jaw. And mostly Jaw, then Jonas, then JJJ, and yeah. the other players, right? You got the other players, true. Uh, here's my thought. Look, I would say no. I would definitely say no. That Not Jaw- by the way you've been asking me the question. No, but it's a question that has to be asked because here, here's the thing, Nick. All right. We live in a time where there's a lot of narrative. Uh, things don't get chosen or things don't go the way it's supposed to. And people will find a way to make it go that way. My point is that people want Zion to win Rookie of the Year. So I think it's wrong if they do that. I, I, I feel the same way. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like if he if this team somehow just sneaks into the playoffs and the Grizzlies end up uh, missing out, I feel like there could be a really good chance that they're going to give it to Zion or and steal it away from John Morant. That'd be very wrong. I know. It would be. And I hope that doesn't happen because from what we've seen from Jaw, it's, it's been pretty amazing up until now. Anything else you want to add to the Zion talk, bro? I just want him to be healthy. I want him to keep developing and play his style. But it's going to be crazy once he's going to be healthy. I think that narrative is going to go out of control. Oh, man. I can only imagine what he's going to be like. He's just, he has a lot to learn still. Uh, I, I wonder think he's if, like a Charles to me. I wonder if offense is going to run through him at some point. Then Ingram's going to want out. I mean, there's just a lot of things. Uh, and there's another thing about that. Ingram hasn't been playing that well ever since he came in. Um, I wonder if there's something that they can fix in there. I wonder if they're going to be able to cope being uh, together and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of questions still left for uh, those that Pelicans team. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to one of them's got to go down the road. You would hope so, but then you'd also hope so that uh, they can fix they it. Can, yeah, because if you got two talents like that, why, why, why would you want to trade them? I mean, why you would got you want to give up that talent? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got the Cad and Wiggins thing, but I feel like, I feel like that's the closest thing comparable right now. Uh, and and they parted, obviously. Cat um, was unhappy and stuff, but I feel like New Orleans still has a little bit more than Minnesota, and they can be able well, to compete a, more, yeah. right? That's they have the a viable difference. cast. Yeah. Nick? I think that concludes it. Yes, for sure. So, guys, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Waterboys Podcast. Waterboys with a Z. Nick, thanks for hosting. Good seeing you, buddy. Good seeing you too, Josh. We're going to be back here next week, probably at the VPL, listening to Josh's hot takes. <laughs> Or cold takes, well, however you want to this look at This guy is the most emotional podcaster I've met. <laughs> Shut up. In terms of podcasting. Uh, follow us. Uh, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you to my main accounts. Bye-bye. Bye.